good midnight or early morning for some of you. I want to really congratulate whoever made Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse because it is a brilliant film. It is like, at the very least, 9.0 out of 10. 9 out of 10, maybe even 9.0. One, two, or even three. There are some issues with it, but it's not not that heavy on it. Uh, the comedy is very it's very commonplace throughout the movie, but it's actually worth it. It it it, it owns the respect it gets for comedy. You know, comedy. It's not like you know the other movies that we've seen in Marvel. And I won't even mention the names in this movie. And yes, I am uh, wearing my Marvel. Into the Spider-Verse, I'm sorry, across the Spider-Verse t-shirt, I believe I got it at a, a Comic-Con or something, I forgot where I got it actually, but it says on the tag in the back, across the Spider-Verse part 1, so I already knew that there was going to be a part 1 and therefore a part 2, but part 2 they have they have dubbed beyond the Spider-Verse, so they gave them the title. And, uh, uh, um, so, uh, it's rumored to be a total of three individual parts for this one second Miles Morales story. The first one was called Into the Spider-Verse, you know, you can catch that. I believe, I don't know if it's on Disney Plus or not, um, I don't know where it is, but you can always, you know, rent to own it, or win it, win it, or buy it, whatever. Um, it's, a it's a very good story. I want to start off by... Giving uh, the cast, you know, uh, telling telling who the cast are. So we have Shamik Moore as Miles Morales, and these are all voice actors, by the way. It's all animation. So um, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy. You know her as from Pitch Perfect and Pitches Three, as well as Bumblebee of uh, the 2018 release. Brian Terry Henry, you know him from pretty much Eternals and the show Atlanta, uh, as well as the um, the most his most recent movie, Bullet Train. Uh, he's just he's pretty funny, uh he's a pretty funny British actor. Uh, yes he is uh in a lot of good things actually. Um I did not know. I did not expect him to be in this movie. And you got Luna Lewin Villas as Will Morales. I believe that's the. Um, so yeah, that's that's the that's the that's his, that's uh, Ma's mom and his, his mother. His father is uh, Jeff, who is the soon to be captain of the of the of the Brooklyn Police Department. And by the way, I didn't know that. Brian Terry Henry, I didn't know that was his voice, because he's normally like a British, he normally uses British voice, I did not detect him in this movie, most of this cast, I didn't even know, and there was actually one guy in particular, a few of them in particular, I should have I been able to, you know, guess, but I was not able to, I just was enjoying the movie so much, I really didn't even care. Uh, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker, that's the Peter from Into the Spider-Verse, that one that was his mentor, the one that trained Miles Morales on how to be a Spider-Man, you know, how to sling webs and how to, you know, go about the superhero way and 
even talking to him about you'll never really know when it's the right moment to be Spider-Man. You'll know when you're Spider-Man. It's just a leap of faith. And that's just going to be like a random time whenever he jumps off of a building, the highest building with no fear, and just knows that he could sling a web at the last minute. We all have seen, we've all seen that, you know, that's what Spider-Man is known for. Uh, Oscar Isaac, he is Miguel O'Hara. I will tell you more about this guy, but just know that um, he's going to be in part two, Beyond the Spider-Verse. He's got a, he's got a big, uh, big scene, he's got a big part to play in this, for sure. Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman as Spot. I didn't detect this guy as, as Spot. The spot, by the way, is, is is Miles' new rival in this movie, new arch enemy. He's a uh, he's pretty much known for like causing the chaos that happens in the movie. Um, you also see him in the trailer. And if you don't know who Jason Schwartzman is, he's gonna be in the movie. Uh, he's gonna have a new movie out as with uh, with Scarlett Johansson. And you see the trailer for it. Uh, I've seen it all the time. It's uh. If I can, my internet is kind of slow. It's called Asteroid Asteroid City. It's a new movie that's coming out. Uh, and uh, Issa Way is Jessica Drew, who is the motorcycle driving Spider Woman. Um, you may wonder why she's riding a motorcycle. Um, it's because the character is pregnant, so she can't do any web slinging. She can't do any kicking or punching. She, she she's trying to limit her physical activity. That's why she's on a motorcycle. So she's pretty much not motorcycle bound, but that's her method of transportation. And if you're wondering who Issa Way is, um, you've you, you've seen her her walk and some some good stuff. She's in the movie show. Insecure, um, the Love Bolds is what you may know it for. Know it for. She's also in the Photograph with fellow actor Lakeith Stanfield. And Lakeith Stanfield, you know. He he's been he's gonna be in a new movie, uh, The Haunted Mansion. You can just look these people up. So that's Issa Way, everybody. And then going down the list, you have Daniel Kaluuya. Now you have to be familiar with this guy. He's he was in Get Out. Most recently, he was in Nope, directed by Jordan Peele, who also directed Get Out and Us. Um. Daniel Kaluuya was not an us, but he was, you know, like I said in in Nope, where he's got good he's he's got good some good accolades. Um, also from Black Panther, but he plays the character Hobie Brown, who is a British Spider-Man with a guitar and a mohawk on his mask. And and uh, I talked to him about it. He's actually got a I think he's got a bigger role to play. In, in, in the second part as well, and there's a distinctive reason for that. Uh, Shay Wigham as George Stacy, he's the Captain Stacy that is is Gwen Stacy's father. That's the character that died in Amazing Spider Man when it was originally played by, you know, uh, Dennis Leary. Um, I think I got his name right. Um, yeah, from the you know from the show. Uh, 
I forgot what that show was called, but anyway, so Shay Wickham, you may know him from the King Kong movie Skull Island with Brie Lawson and the other guy, I forgot the actor's name, he's also in uh, uh, Shield, uh, Peggy Carter, Marvel's Peggy Carter, season one, there was two seasons of that, but he was in season one, um, the character for much has a bomb strapped to his to his chest at the end, uh, and he throws himself out of the window because he knows it's going to detonate. So he sacrifices himself for his team. He's, he's got he knows he's known for other things too, but that's just some stuff just from this past decade. Greta Lee as Lila, and Lila she is pretty much the AI. Uh, she actually is the AI assistant of Miguel Hera. You know she's his computerized assistant that helps him locate. Anomalies and locate people and shit like that. She's pretty much kind of like um, his Jarvis, so to speak, but without a suit. You know, if you want to compare uh, the character uh, Miguel O'Hara, aka Spider Man 2099, to Iron Man, aka Tony Stark. Uh, let's see, you got Amanda, Amanda Steinberg. That's a real name, Amanda. I've never seen that before. She plays Margot. Kiss, who's known as Spider-Bite, and this is a, this is not really even a, a, a spider potion, she doesn't have any actual powers, in reality, she's just normal, she just, she has created this avatar, that exists within the Spider-Verse, along with all the other spider people, and you can tell because of her bluish digital, digital, uh, blue digital outline, that looks like an avatar in an animated movie. Uh, I think it's Hell Jerome plays Miles G. Morales. Um, I believe that is the other Miles Morales. I'm not really quite sure. So there's two in this movie. And you notice this at the end. Spoiler alert. Andy Samberg. This is one of those people I did not expect and I didn't even heal or recognize him in this movie. The movie was so good that I did not even know that it was him. But he plays Ben Wiley, who is kind of like a dramatic Spider-Man. You know, um, he's it's actually funny. He's comic relief. Jack Quad as Peter Parker. Uh, Jack Quad, Quaid. Jack Quaid. I'm sorry. His Dennis Quaid's son. He's known for Scream Five. Rachel Dratch as Miss Webble. Don't we know who she is? Ziggy Marley as Lenny. Lenny. Um, of course, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. You can't really have another J. Jonah Jameson other than J.K. Simmons. I'm sorry. Ever since the first Spider-Man 2022, the Tobey Maguire when J.K. Simmons has just been J. Jonah Jameson from the get-go. I mean, you can't have another actor cast as him. That's why they recast him in uh, and, uh, No Way Home as well as um, Far From Home. Donald Clover as Aaron Davis. Um, and it took me a while to figure out why they cast Donald Clover as Aaron Davis. And now that I remember, I remember why. In Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, the one with Tom Holland, there was a certain character named Aaron Davis that mentioned to that Spider-Man, I got a nephew back home. 
and that nephew was Miles Morales. So Miles Morales still exists in the Oath 616-616 universe, basically. Um, so that's why they cast Donald Glover as Aaron Davis, and he was even donning his. He's known for uh, as um, I forgot the character's name. Um, it, it, it was uh, so he's known as the Prowler. Um, he's also Jefferson Davis, that that uh, you know, Miles's father's younger brother. And I, I had to look it up real quick. My internet's kind of slow right now. Um, but uh, so yeah, that that's him, and he he was even wearing his 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 suit to let us know that he is the Prowler from Oath Six One Six. And he's he's in the he's in the movie two significant times. You got Elizabeth Parkins as May Quibby Spider Person. Not quite sure. And I can keep going down the list. Of course, you still got the characters Yuri, played by Asuko Akatsuka. Um, yep, and Melissa Storm as Mary Jane. I'm just kind of moving down the list now. Um, and there's a bunch of other, uh, other Spider-Man. There was even Nicolas Cage at the very end. I'm not even sure if they have his voice, but the character of the Spider-Man that he was in, in Spider-Man... Into the Spider-Verse is at the very end, um, so wait for that. And that's that's pretty much it that uh, I can see. Um, you can always IMDb this to check out the full cast and crew. But I named pretty much a lot of the uh, the main people, the the ones you really pay attention to. And like I said, this movie was so good, I, I didn't even think who these actors could be. I didn't care. That it was Andy Samberg as Ben Wiley, but now I know he even sounds like Nicolas Cage. Actually, That's how deep his voice is. But now I can see it now that I look at the the cast list. Um, of course, oh oh, Mashala Mahashala Ali as Uncle Aaron. He's the actual voice of Uncle Aaron, and he's known for one of his oldest shows was um, the Forty Four Hundred. I used to watch that on USA, and but he's also known for uh, Alita, Battle Angel, as well as some other stuff, you know. Oh, he's also going to be the uh, the new Blade whenever they come out with that. Um, but yeah, so oh, and I've, I also forgot to mention Kawan Sony as Pivotal. And I don't know how to pronounce the name. That's basically the Indian Spider-Man that uh, Miles meets, that Gwen introduces him to. He's the first mo- uh, uh, Spider-Person he meets as part of the Spider-Verse. And so, so that's pretty much uh, the whole rundown of uh, cast members there. Okay, so we want to continue with the keep keep forward with this. Uh, I'm going to using be using a lot of my notes here as as we go forward because I took some notes while I was watching the movie. Um, 
I'm, I'm actually lucky enough, blessed enough for most people to not say anything about it while I take notes. Um, you know, I'm making sure I'm recording. Because it, it could be rude when you're texting on the phone. They always say, put your phone away. But anyway, um, so yeah, this movie is just amazing. I mean, 9 out of 10 at the very least. Gwen Stacy takes up the first 25 minutes of the movie. Brilliant. Brilliant opening. The thing about a movie is, is you want to have a good, significant opening. You want to draw in your audience within the first 25 minutes of the movie. There's an old saying, you'll know how good the movie is within the first 20 minutes of the movie. You'll, you'll know you know whether or not you spent your money on a good movie and but some people who spent like around 15 to 20 bucks on a movie like well kind of like well i'm already into it i'm already in it now might as well go ahead and, and you know you know use my money you know since i spent it already you know just to kind of just make it right you know um but yeah you don't want your audience to ever walk out of of a um movie theater and this you won't walk out with this movie unless you just don't like animated movies or you know even my friend who hate who love who who he doesn't really like cartoons i think he would like um i actually think he would like a miles morales story and matter of fact let me text him and ask him if he's seen it uh Yeah. So, um, be sure to edit that out. Anyway, yeah, he's not really into animated movies, but he'd probably like this. The thing about the beginning, though, that got me is it does show the Peter Parker of Grin's universe how he dies. Basically, he dies um, because he chooses to experiment on himself using a formula that's pretty much the lizard formula. So it's the same formula that turns. Um, uh, the scientist who's actually comic book if you reference the comic books was Peter Parker's first baddie his first villain and um Kurt Connors it was his name he was the original lizard um and so Peter Parker is the lizard this time and he was only doing it because he wanted to feel special like Gwen because you know he found out that Gwen was Spider Woman or Spider Girl if um you know, they call it Spider-Gore. And she pretends to not know... You know, she pretends to not be Gwen. You know, he's like, it's okay, Gwen. And he, he's, she's like, oh, oh, who, who, who's Gwen? You know, she's trying to hide. Even though he's dying, she's still trying to hide her secret identity. And it's just a little bit of comedy right there. But um, the thing about this this part is it kind of moves a little bit fast. It just kind of... She's just kind of fast-forwards it. Very gives us a quick she gives us a quick gives us a quick summary of um of how she knows Peter, how he dies, how she was just basically trying to uh cope with his death because it starts out with her drumming, you know, she's a drummer in a band and she's playing it 
but she's doing it in a way that's not in sync with her band and her band is like you know you can talk about your feelings that's how you get through this and at this point she's still grieving Peter's death but she's like no I, I don't I'm good I'm good you know I don't need to and you know she promised leaves the group and um you know this this whole band getting a band together is actually important at this point because it's referenced again at the very end right before the end credits roll but anyway you know it talks about it shows the story of what happens to her friend and uh, how he he dies fighting Gwen and um you know, they, uh, uh, her, her father being a captain wants to find Spider-Woman because he deemed her responsible for Peter's death, even though, you know, he was a lizard. He probably didn't know he was a lizard. And eventually he finds out that Gwen is Spider-Girl, and this causes some, some, uh, how did I say... It causes some bad things between her, her and her father because he has to uphold his oath and arrest her for being a, veg, a masked vigilante, but it's also his daughter, so he doesn't want to ruin her life that way. And so eventually she leaves uh, um, and she joins with the, the band of spider people. That's pretty much led by Miguel O'Hara, voiced by Oscar Isaacs. Oh, and uh, yeah, Haley, Haley uh, Steinfeld is voicing Gwen Stacy. I'm not gonna go through the whole list of of um, cast members again, except when I need to reference it, you know. But um, anyway, so it has a comic book panel-like structure to show various moments happening at once. So it's kind of like, it reminds me of the Hulk, the first Hulk movie that came out in 2003, the first modern day Hulk movie that came out in 2003, 2003, yeah, it, um, it had like a comic book panel, like panels would just slide into place to show simultaneous, simultaneous, simultaneous moments happening, um, you know, characters, different characters be doing different things at the same time so that you wouldn't have like a back and forth with the camera. And that was just brilliant in this movie because it's, you know, because it's animated and it makes you feel like it's more of a, makes you feel like it's more of a, um, you know, comic book or animated, a comic book movie. And, uh, pretty much, so that's, that's, that's that. She joins the, the Spider-Verse. Then it breaks, in about 25, 26 minutes, it breaks into Miles Morales. He retells the story, I was bitten by a radioactive spider, became Brooklyn's only Spider-Man. Um, but in later on, you learn that that's another Brooklyn, another universe. So, yeah, you know, he's slinging his way, fighting crime. He gets, he finds out there's a, there's a, there's a super villain called The Spot. And... The spot is just this Wookiee supervillain, supervillain of the week, and supervillain of the week just means Spider-Man pretty much just has a brand new supervillain every week. You know, he's he's used to it, so to speak. But he is voiced by Jason Schwartzman, who I did not detect. I didn't detect his voice. I didn't know it was him. 
like most of the cast members I didn't know it was him honestly I didn't know Shamik Moore was playing Miles Morales you have to, have to look this up on IMDB the only one I was really familiar with was Haley Steinfeld and that's because I looked it up prior so but that's how good animation does with voice acting you don't really know who's playing who but anyway um so the spot comes in to play starts trying to rob an ATM just trying to get money and I'm guessing he needed money because well turns out later on he needs to increase his power or the range of his power the range thereof so he's trying to get Spider-Man's attention but I guess he's trying to, he's also trying to get money but he doesn't want to just be a simple supervillain he wants to be Miles Morales Miles' arch enemy his, his arch rival so to speak and he pretty much does become that so anyway he has the ability to go into different dimensions to create spots in space and time so that he could actually make a part of his arm go from here to over there or, or behind him or something so he could basically jump from spot to spot kind of like teleportation but simply opening a rift with the spots on his body and and he later blames Miles for causing the accident that led to his condition because it's not really a suit it's basically skin he loses his face he, he's pretty much naked actually and so he just he's like that he's a freak so to speak and like other other good Spider-Man uh, storylines Spider-Man is responsible for creating the supervillains that he fights. Um, anyway, and I'm just looking at my notes here. He, uh, so, so, Miles Morales was bitten by a spider known as 42, and this spider you later find out was not from the universe Miles is from. He is from a universe called Universe 42, and that's the spider that bit Miles that gave him his powers in the first movie into the, into into the spider verse so you know um what's the story and so he has his roommate you know the, his roommate actually loans who he is in the first movie into the spider verse and he's pretty much wearing his jordans blah 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 small detail but he makes a reference to ned from spider-man no way home and he pretty much just says i'm not your guy in the chair because you know Miles asked him if anything happened while he was away to kind of be updated so that he can know what's going on. And basically his roommate doesn't want to be like his computer guy, keeping him up to date with events like, you know, police radio ins or anything on the frequency that Miles might need to know about regarding crime. Um, but, you know, he, he can't have a normal life just like any Spider-Man. He has to fight crime, and so his grades are dropping a little bit. He He's, you know, thinking about college already. His, his mom and dad get called to a, uh, a pretty much a meeting with, uh, I guess, a counselor. And they're, they're trying to find out what's going on. And he's late to the meeting, of course. So he's basically fighting the spot and texting while he's fighting. So it's, it's just funny. You know, it's also good for the Generation Z have that you know because they're multitasking texting as they're doing things text texting as they're checking out the checkout line or doing anything honestly so yeah he's fighting his enemy and he's pretty much trying to get to to the meeting he ends up 
beating the spot for the first time before he gets to that meeting and yeah um and they're trying to find out what's going on with miles his mother occasionally speaks in the spanish language when she gets serious you may notice notice that there's also a moment when the teacher or counselor pretty much makes a reference to a, a, a university that is working on uh, kind of dark matter or something like that or it's, you know being able to go into other dimensions and miles where he wants to go to that university that's where he wants to go and and she also says to his to his to his mom whenever his father Jeff leaves that you know your son is lying to you and I think you know it but anyway fast forward um so his enemy is still trying to get him to recognize who he is he quickly ends up fighting the spot again the spot where he wants Miles to remember who he was and Miles has no recollection because apparently he doesn't know him at all but he tells a story like what happened is it relates back to the first movie and to the Spider-Verse so apparently when Miles was witnessing the fight between the Prowler and his universe's Peter Parker he he was responsible for the, uh, the, the, the the reactor going off that ends up making the spot become the spot. And I don't, I know I'm saying the spot because I don't know his this human name. Um, but yeah, so that happens, and uh, that's the same day that Miles got bitten by that uh, general, uh, that Universe 42 spider. And the same day that that that, that Miles Spider-Man Peter Parker died, and he replaced him actually. After being trained by another universe Spider-Man, um, voiced by actor Jake Johnson. Uh, and anyway, so at that one, um, yeah, the the spot kicks himself. He kicks his own ass, basically. He kicks himself in the ass because he accidentally opens one of his holes and use and accidentally accidentally moves his foot through the hole and makes himself kicks himself in his own butt. So but he kicks himself into himself, kinda of, so to speak, according to the movie. Because it, it, that's where he learns about his power, which is pretty much interdimensional but also into universe so he can enter other universes. Just like America Chavez, America Chavez did in uh, Doctor Strange The Multiverse of Madness. No, yeah. So he could he he could travel the multiverse. Um, it's still unclear if he's the only version of himself, because he's technically from Miles' universe. So is he the only character that's himself? Because if there's more than one him, then that's a big problem. Um, luckily there's only one um, um, America Chavez, and that's getting off topic. But she's the only one that that's you know there's no other person like her. That that's whole because she's quoted in Multiverse of Madness that she looked and could not find anybody else, any other version of her. <sighs> and like I said, this movie is. This movie has a fair share of funny moments. It is really just funny. It it keeps you laughing throughout the whole movie, which keeps you staying in your seat because you want to hear that you want to hear the next joke. You want to see the next funny moment, m- money, m- m- a moment. But it's not just all funny games. It's, there's plenty of moments of seriousness, of moments that make you cry, moments that make you root for miles, and moments that make you understand all the characters. 
um, keep in mind, you can't really understand all the Spider-Man because they don't get enough screen time because it's not about them, but the thing about this movie is it is almost perfectly balanced. One of the things I have about it, like I said at the beginning, that it was too short when it comes to Gwen explaining or recapping what happens to her Peter Parker when he turned himself into the lizard, and to me that just took like less than three minutes and it was just too quick and they should have spent at least a good five to seven minutes on that alone it, it could have made opening 30 minutes it was that good um yeah so miles wants to tell his parents that he's spider-man but he can't because you know he has to keep his his alter ego a secret to protect them typical superhero uh, aka spider-man um model there but his parents ground him because there was this ceremony that his father Jeff has because he's he's the new he's the soon to be the new soon to be captain and so they have a celebration for him and Miles is pretty much supposed to go pick up this cake that he has decorated he tells the woman to say all these things but and of course he's masked as Spider-Man so they don't know his mom she doesn't know his mom's Morales he's like well can't you write smaller and she's like well can't you write shorter meaning that can you like narrow and shorten your words and he has to take the cake all the way to the rooftop where the ceremony is but sure enough there's super villains to fight and crime to fight and even people like trying to steal and he has to handle it and he's just kinda at this point like you know handling it kind of not bored but just wanting to get to where he needs to go you know the, you know those moments when you enjoy it but there's moments when you need to do other things and it's just it's just uncalled for when he doesn't you know want it to be um so yeah he's he's pretty much shows up the ceremony and there's a moment when he's like whatever to his parents and his parents are like whatever you don't say whatever to your parents. You don't do that, by the way. Um, to any you know, generation listening, you should know never to say whatever to your parents. And she... Well, they ground him. Well, his father does, anyway. And, um, you know, he's like, I'm Spider-Man. I can't be grounded. I've got to save the world, you know, save New York. But pretty much Gwen comes... You know, that, that same trailer scene, that tra- trailer moment that I had actually seen a year prior to this movie coming out. A full-blown year, they had already had a trailer. So they were already telling people about this movie before... That's why so many people were ready. They, 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 this movie has been highly anticipated. Like, people were, wait, people were waiting to see this. Still are. Highly, highly anticipated movie. Um, but yeah, that whole trailer scene when she's coming through the window and says, uh, Miles, want to get out of here? And he's like, I'm grounded. And she's like, is Spider-Man grounded? So, yeah. So they go off swinging throughout Brooklyn. Gwen informs Miles of her new team of spider people. This is that interdimensional spider gang that is caught up on or toning any anomalies, as they call it, back to the proper universes. Um, Jessica Drew, voiced by Issa Way, is is that motorcycle while pregnant, masked, um, 
um, spider person that you actually see before you have Miles come in. So I actually got to backtrack. After Gwen tells a story about Harvey Universe's Peter Parker dying, and after her father, you know, she she reveals herself to her dad. There's a moment when um she's she's fighting the vulture who accidentally gets in her universe. He accident comes to her universe, so she has to fight him, but she doesn't know about how, how it happened, and, uh, but she is familiar with coming from a different universe because she masqueraded as Miles Morales' universe's Gwen Stacy before she revealed to him that she was from another universe. And uh, that's why she kept glitching out, as Miles does in this movie. So anyway, um, that's where we first meet, not first meet, but we see Miguel O'Hara, he comes to fight the Vulture and return the Vulture to his proper universe. Um, but the way he comes through is, is, is it starts off as, you know, dramatic. But then he starts to explain him to the situation. I was bitten by radar after Spider McGuinn just interrupts him and it's just perfect. It's like perfect timing. It's so funny. It's kind of like, I've already heard this stuff before. I lived it. I don't want to hear it. And I, I'll let you watch it. It is a funny moment. It's, um,. Yeah, it, it makes you kind of like think, should we really take Miguel O'Hara seriously? But you actually can take him seriously because he is a serious character, but it's not beyond or beneath him to, for him to be funny. You know, like, he, he, he those funny moments he doesn't plan for. Other people do it to him, and so he's kind of like, I can't with you right now, I can't deal with this. But it, it's, it's, it's getting there. So... Yeah, so that happens, and uh, she joins the gang, she gets this watch that enables her not only to glitch out, she can exist in whatever universe she chooses to be, while she does her job of of hunting down and, and sending these anomalies back to the proper universe. It also allows her to communicate with her team. And then this whole moment she meets the motorcycle riding spider woman, that is Jessica Drew. And I'm familiar with her name from somewhere. I must have Googled it before. I just don't quite remember anything about her. I'd have to redo it again. But, um, yeah, so... The thing about, um... Glenn, Glenn tells... Glenn tells Miles how special he is, you know, to her. Because she remind, he reminds... Hall of Hall Universe's Peter Parker, the one that died, that came lizard. Uh, and Miles, he is very eager to just getting a watch, to joining the band of Spider People, the whole, joining the whole gang. Um, but Gwen can't choose. She can't get him. She can't, you know, grant him a position. She can't tell him, you know, she can't recruit him like that, it has to be Miguel O'Hara's decision, because he's the whole leader of the whole, of the whole thing, um, but the thing, the thing about, I want to say about Gwen is that, she pretty much ends up calling Miles' parents by the first name, and they hate that, because if you're younger, if you're younger than a generation before you, you call them Mr. or Mrs., Miss, you never call them by their first name, especially when you're introducing to yourself, uh, introduce, introducing yourself and getting to know 
that person and so she just makes a mistake of calling them by their false names but it's used for comic relief it's it's also perfectly timed um and you know that's disrespectful for the you know generation z watching this and listening to this they should know that's disrespectful miles can't bring himself to tell his parents the truth he can't. He just cannot tell him. He, he, there's moments when he tries to tell his parents. He tries to tell his mom, but he can't do it because he knows what it means. And and uh, he tries to tell Ollie his. He tried to tell his dad, but he couldn't. Of course, and that's before. That's pretty much when he's already been grounded. But his mom encourages him and allows her 15-year-old boy to go hang out with Gwen, to be with, to be with Gwen, um, and, you know, they do, and they pretty much go looking for the spot, because Gwen tells Miles that she needs to find him, that he is an anomaly, he is, he's causing all kind of havoc, he's an anomaly that's causing havoc, um, which is funny, because he's not really an anomaly, he's in his universe, she, she goes to his universe to find him and stop him, and you would think, what jurisdictional right does she have to do that? Because she's joining his universe looking for the spot. Why would you go to his universe to find him and stop him and then say that he's an anomaly? Because it's, it's, it's really just his ability, it's his significance. This, his ability gives him the significance to become a threat to, uh, to the gang that Miguel O'Hara had created because he can travel to different universes now. Um, there is this theme about being able to do both that Miles hits on, he, 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 but he doesn't quite say it until later, but another character says it. Um, and, you know, he, he is basically being able to save two important people that are important to canon. In, in a canon event. And, and, and this whole t- uh, concept of canon event, canon spelled C-A-N-O-N, is actually pretty good well-placed well because canon is normally what fans say when they come to, like, when they're trying to understand the main story. And what I mean by main story is you got your main story, then you got side stories. And if you, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, think about video games. When you watch all the cutscenes and you play the normal playthrough, that's called canon. Any side story is like just a side story. It's it may be important to the canon, but it's not a part of that canon at the moment. And canon is pretty much like all the major events that have to happen in order to have the story that we know. And a canon event in Spider-Man is pretty much like Ben Parker dying. While, you know, but before saying, with great power comes great responsibility, Gwen Stacy's father, the captain, dying, as we saw in Amazing Spider-Man 1, you know, and then Gwen Stacy herself dying, as we'd seen in Amazing Spider-Man 2, because that's from the original comic book, that's considered canon, and how they're so important in the Spider-Man universe is that... Every Spider-Man, no matter who they are, has to have those canon-like events in order to build their character as superheroes. Or else, they cannot exist, and the universe would just unravel itself. It would cease to exist, simply because that Spider-Man is not the Spider-Man that he or she needs to be. 
they, they practically don't exist because that canon didn't happen for them to be the spider people that they need to be and Ben Parker dying like I said is the most significant of these because we'd seen these in like every Spider-Man universe minus um, No Way Home with Tom Holland it turns out it's not his uncle but his aunt May that dies and that's that's his Ben Parker moment canon event and so it becomes either a Ben Parker or May Parker event or whatever so Every Spider-Man, yeah, so I talked about that. The, the, the Peter Parker that trained Miles, no, he has his chance at redemption now because I remember from that movie, he was just going through some drama, didn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. He was just losing weight, well, gaining weight, losing his edge, and he had to train Miles, but he would also just talk about how depressed he was, and... After meeting Miles and becoming his mentor and friend, he pretty much has a child. Um, you know, Mary Jane Watson, his wife, or Mary Jane Parker, as she's called, has a baby, and they name it. They name her Mayday. Mayday, like what Captain say on a ship. And so her name is Mayday Parker, and she's this little ginger-headed spider toddler, like probably one years old, still crawling around, you know, in diapers, slinging her way around. He makes her a web shooter, and it's just so funny. This he and this child, you can tell they're they're purely for comic relief. Like if anybody is not for comic relief, these two characters, Peter Ben Parker, uh, voiced by vo- voiced by Jake Johnson and his daughter Mayday are purely for comic relief, no doubt. And just for her to have like her own mask is just so adorable. Yeah, and, and anyway, um, yeah. So Miles, you know, he goes through this whole this whole ordeal of a. Uh, you know, first of all, he goes to India to. That's how he gets in another dimension. Pretty much, Gwen is going to go on a mission, and Miles he thinks about like he 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 turns invisible first of all, and Gwen is going through this whole thing of like trying to find out what the spot is. So she's got a watch detecting the scenes of where the spot could be, and he goes to this whole replay, and that's how Jessica Drew tracks her. But she that's how she finds out what the spot is up to. And uh, so she goes and leaves. But before she leaves, she tells Jessica Jones that he, uh, I will not, I will never see Miles again. Not Jessica Jones, I'm sorry, uh, Jessica Drew. I will never see Miles again. And she says goodbye, Miles. But then he thinks about letting her go. But he goes through the portal to go to that universe, and then that's when he arrives in India, which is like this whole city full of like. Robust shopping, and you can tell it's packed. There's vehicles, traffic everywhere. And then we go through the whole Spider-Man of that universe, saying, "Bit by way, Dr. Spider, he wakes up every day. You know, doesn't have to walk out. You know, uh, he's naturally buff, but he doesn't want to have too much muscle on him. And uh, you know, uh, he does his hair, which is basically like good genetics or whatever." has his tea and that's that's funny because the 
chai means tea and and miles is like i love chai tea but like like okay chai means tea it's like you're saying tt would i go ask you for a coffee coffee or a queen queen and miles is like sorry you know he didn't mean to disrespect the, the, the language it's um and, and actually miles and, and my, it reminds me uh, he, he asked a question when when the spot is trying to rob the atm which is a funny moment of itself why do people say atm machine the M stands for machine, so that's just that language issue that you know, we as Americans have. Um, but yeah, so he's in India, and we find out that there's an event, a canon event, involving a captain that must die in order for that universe of Spider-Man to be who he is, and that doesn't happen because Miles saves that captain, therefore he creates a canon event. And so this angers Miguel O'Hara who later informs Miles that he is the original anomaly because apparently the Spider-42 was not supposed to bite him, it was supposed to bite somebody else but it was supposed to bite somebody in Universe 42 but the Spider, if you pay attention to Universe, to into the Spider-verse, the Spider ends up going through a portal in its Universe into Miles' Universe and that's how we can tell because it starts to glitch actually it does belong in that universe, and he, but it bites Miles, and that's how he gets that universe's powers. So, I mean, that's how he gets that spider's powers. Um, well, you know, whatever. Um, uh, he eventually, you know, there's this whole chase scene of after Miles meets the whole um band of spider people, and I gotta say that this segment alone was just. It was really quite overwhelming to see all the Spider-Man because they, not only did they make reference to the Spider-Man in video games and animated series cartoons, but they also references also references some key Spider-Man from the movies, including Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and, and his Ben Parker. Um, the whole Captain Stacy dying and Peter Parker is from uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, the one with Andrew Garfield that moment, you know, with the character actor, um, Dennis Leary, Dennis Leary is his name, that played Captain Stacy, but also, uh, Donald Grover, I think his name, Donald Grover, yeah, Donald Glover, Glover, he, he's the, um, Prowler, and he, he's donning the Prowler suit, and I just, and I saw him in the parlor suit, I just didn't know that he was actually that universe's Aaron Davis, or Uncle Aaron, until I remembered later from Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, but yeah, so, we see him, we see a Spider-Man that's a vehicle, like, it's apparently a, a, a vehicle Spider-Man. Of course, we later on see, um, the animated Spider-Man with the Spider-Man robot. She's inside the Spider-Man robot from Into the Spider-Verse. You know, her name is uh, Yuri, as Miles remembers her. And there's there's, a, there's different Spider-Men and Spider-Women. There's even a horse Spider-Man. So the horse has, like, Spider-Powers. There's a Tyrannosaurus Rex Spider-Man. Spider-Tyrannosaurus Spider, uh, Rex. Um, Twinsaucex Spider, Spider Twinsaucex. I don't know. There is a there's a cat Spider Man. I mean, first it was ridiculous when you saw the Spider Pig, 
but now there's a cat Spider-Man, so and it's also Switch Spider-Man. So it's just it just goes all over the place with different Spider people. I mean, it's it's like there's a Spider person everywhere, and I'm just I'm just appalled and just completely not really dumbfounded, but a little bit in disbelief by how they how far they can go with this. They, they also meet Hobie. They meet him. In the, Pakistan, in the whole incident in Pakistan, before Miles ends up saving that person he's not supposed to save, the major that he was supposed to die in the Canada event, they meet Hobie, and Hobie, um, his name I think is Hobie. Is, uh, Hobie Brown, played by Daniel uh, Kalua. You know, he, he's so British that. You can barely make out what he's saying, what he's saying, but, uh, he is, he's funny nonetheless, he's, uh, just, he's so hilarious, and he's rebelling, and, like, he's a rebel, he's this whole skateboarder, band, punk, punk band, punk, uh, cyberpunk, he has this whole cyberpunk attitude, you know, the the mask with the mohawk, with the spiky mohawk and the guitar. Um, his body's outlined with like, kind of like the magazine cutout of the uh, 1980s type of style, if you think about that. Um, but, you know, he takes his mask off and his hair is just this kind of unkept dreads, full dreads sticking out. With the piercing, I think, in his nose or chin or something like that. So, yeah, um, yeah, but he, he's also funny, you know. He's he doesn't really like to be part of a team, he's kind of his own person, but he's, he's a cool guy. And Miles is like, How are you even cool under your mask? And he's like, I've always been this cool mate. So, yeah, there's you know, Daniel Kalua does a great job of voicing him. Um, yeah, and then after that, Miles, after Miles pretty much meets everybody he needs to meet, including the Avatar Spider-Woman and uh, some notable Spider-Woman. I'll, I'll try to remember them as I go, keep going. Yeah, um, he has, he gets to go to this whole chase scene because Miguel O'Hara, who, <laughs> he's actually quite funny, he has this whole dramatic scene of him slowly descending his uh, little... The, the thing, the elevator thing that he sits on at a computer. And apparently he has to inject himself with this serum because he has fangs that you kind of see a sil- silhouette of him of when he's fighting Vulture. And apparently, I had to Google this, his fangs secrete a uh, paralysis agent that temporarily para- 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 paralyzes the, his victim. Um, so, yeah, and he has, you know, certain aspects of the spider that bit him, including talons on his fingers and elbows. So, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that I had to Google that, because I really don't know a whole lot about, or at least I didn't, about uh, Spider-Man 2099. And, you know, we've seen him, and of course, in Enter the Spider-Verse at the very end, that was that mid-credit scene, or any credit scene. But, I've also, we've also seen him in the, some of the games, the most recent 2018 games, Amazing Spider-Man, and the uh, probably Miles Morales, and some other, some animated movies, and uh, other media, but I think he was originally created in 1994, or something like that, uh, I remember reading, um, 
Anyway, he Miles has his whole chase scene. The whole scene lasts roughly thirty-ish minutes, but it is significant. It's very it's goes from funny to dramatic, you know, pretty quickly. But it's funny. It's it's great. Um, I might go see it again for like a fourth time. Really, honestly, got to got to get that discount Tuesday ticket. So like six six fifty. Can't beat that. So, Miles eventually does arrive home, you know, or what he thinks is his home. Apparently, it's another universe, but he doesn't find that out until like 15 more minutes later, I guess. 10 or 15 more minutes later. Um, he reveals his secret identity to his mom, or to that universe's um, version of his mom. And. And it's laughable because she doesn't have any idea who, what a Spider-Man even is. So, she's like, do you shoot silk out of your cloaca or cloaca or whatever, whatever, meaning is, I don't know, his private area or something. But, no, it's cloito or something, whatever that means. I'm not really familiar with Spanish, but, um, but yeah, she does, she does make you laugh. And... Turns out there's no Spider-Man in that universe. So that Miles Morales is a different Miles Morales. He's not the person you would think he was. And I'll get into that. Try not to spoil it too quickly. Gwen arrives back in... Well, first of all, she gets a hold of... She finds out where um, Ben Wiley is. Sends him back to his universe, I guess. Takes his watch and crushes it. But before that, you know, Miguel O'Hara, he, he regrets recruiting her, so he sends her back to her universe. And she has to obtain a, uh, a watch, but she first finds her dad. Uh, and they have a moment, heart-to-heart moment. He apparently has quit his job as captain, so Gwen would not have that captain dying moment. That's canon. He, um... You know, he admits that, you know, uh, he can't just arrest his daughter. That's why he quit. And, um, you know, they hug um, at the end. I don't know what to say about that. It's, that was a needed scene. Then she ends up, you know, she uses that encouragement to go after Miles and help him. She, she gets a watch that Obi, Hobie has left. Hobie left his, his watch there. You know, for her, actually, she he gave it to Gwen's dad, and his her dad gave it to her, and so she uses that to you know, find Ben O'Reilly, send him back, destroys his watch, but then goes to Miles's Miles's um, universe to help him, but he didn't make it back. He made it to another universe, and she discovers via her spider sense, and as well as her intuition, that he is in another universe and Miles finds out that he's in the wrong universe because his mom doesn't even know who Spiderman is and then and, and also he, he he sees that his uncle is alive his uncle Aaron is alive so his uncle Aaron Davis is alive and he's all the while getting confirmation little hints that it's not his universe because he sees a sign on the brick wall. The same actual brick wall that in his universe said 
loving uncle Weston Powell, Aaron Davis. Well, now he's been replaced by his brother Jefferson Davis, and it says Jefferson Davis, Weston Powell, loving father and husband, brother, and uh, yeah. So apparently, that Universe Miles had lost his father, and so that's why that Miles is not the Miles you would think of, and. Apparently there's this whole plan for them to like steal something or whatever because there's no Spider-Man to stop them. So eventually Miles is knocked out by the Prowler. He's tied up and uh, Miles finds out that, you know, his Uncle Aaron is not the Prowler. It's actually him. Miles Morales is, at least in that universe that he's in, is the Prowler. So he's pretty much looking at himself. They're looking at each other, both looking at themselves. And he tries to tell his state universe self, version of himself, you have to let me go so I can save my dad. And he, you know, you know, apparently he, he's let himself know that his dad is in that universe is still alive. But I know if that universe is miles, miles is thinking, he's thinking, why should I let you go to save your dad when I couldn't save mine? Um, he's, and he asks the question, why would I do that? So it just sets up. It's you know, it's a cliffhanger. The movie ends on a cliffhanger, um, and it keeps you wanting to see, you know, like I said, an anticipated movie leads to another anticipated movie, highly anticipated movie, want to see what the next part is, Beyond the Spider-Verse. So, how can they even sense, yep, and it makes me wonder how they can sense each other across universes using the spider sense how can they do that how far can the spider sense reach and that's pretty much the whole plot of spider-man across the spider-verse um yeah you save the questions for part two aka beyond the spider-verse because i really don't know what else to say